welcome to Season 2, Episode 9 of the Write Write Podcast, your weekly pep talk for living the writing life. I am Elon. I'm John. I'm Craig. And this and month... And I'm Elena. And this month we have a very special guest, Elena Mae Darcy, who will be joining us for the next four weeks, at the very least, uh, to talk books and life and writing and how those things intersect. Um, Elena, why don't we just get started? We want to find out everything about you. Please... Tell us about yourself, starting with how long have you been writing fiction? Oh, um, well, hi. Yes, I'm Elaine May Darcy. Um, I have been writing fiction uh, officially since I was about 13. Um, that was when I attempted to write my first book, uh, which was total crap. But, you know, that's how it goes. Um, you know, I've, I've gone to school for film and media. So I've, you know, kind of branched out from writing just like fiction books to writing screenplays and short films and uh, various other things. Um, I also do uh, a podcast called Speak Beastie, which is a fantastic beast podcast, because as I like to say, I'm a very professional fangirl. Um, <laughs> work for MuggleNet.com. Um, but yeah, fiction, fiction writing is my favorite thing. Um, it's the, if you could only do one thing with the rest of your life, what would you do? It would be write stories. So you said you run Muggle, or you, not, you don't run MuggleNet, you work with the MuggleNet folks and you oh, have goodness. your, uh, <laughs> you are, you are the only person behind MuggleNet is what I understand now. Single-handedly. Yeah, no. Oh yes. goodness. No. Yeah. We have a team of almost, I think with all of our interns and all of our regular staff, I think we're almost like 80 or 90 people run that website. And all volunteer, so. Whoa. I didn't realize it was that big of an operation. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, the website itself has been around, uh, we'll be 18 years old this October. So, started in 1999. And I've been on there as just like a nerdy little fangirl since I was about 11 or 12. So, the fact that I now work for them is kind of just like a dreams do come true sort of thing. Um, so, so, but I've been with them almost four years now. Would you say that uh, that all those things kind of like th th those timings were all together? Like you starting to want to write fiction, you joining MuggleNet, you reading Harry Potter, essentially. Is that like sort of what kicked you off into wanting to be a writer? I mean, J.K. Rowling is definitely like if I had to name one influencer for why I write, it's definitely her. Um, you know, I read that book when I was eight years old. And before then, like I liked to, I liked to read, but I liked those books, you know, books with lots of pictures. Like I was engaged with stories, but not so much like the ones that had a lot of words in them. Um, and then my sister was like, you should definitely read this book. It's you'll really like it. It's about this wizard boy. And my sister and I were really into like magical stuff. So uh, when she asked me to read it, I was like, okay, sure. And that was just kind of like the start of the rest of my life. Um, you know, I got into those and all within that span of a couple years of, you know, getting interested in Harry Potter. And my sister also writes a lot. Um, she actually does a web comic now, which is pretty cool, but um, really got me interested in that sort of that topic of writing. And so when I was 13, I was just like, oh, well, maybe I should write my own book. And I came up with it in like my math class. And it's actually the book that I'm like still working on right now. So it was sort of all those very early years of, you know, going into teenagehood where I sort of became a raging fangirl for things. And I was like, hey, if I like consuming all this stuff, maybe I should try creating some of this stuff. Totally. I, I had not the same experience with Harry Potter. Like I read it and it didn't make me want to write books, but I, it made me want to read more. Um, it's, it's interesting though, because I think a lot of people that like the, the Harry Potter was a turning point in a lot of people's lives. 
uh, either it if really you're was. already reading, you know, fantasy, uh, it made it cool to do so. Uh, and if they weren't, they started. Like, did did either of you guys have that experience, John Craig, with uh, with Harry Potter? Do you care for Harry Potter? I read the first book and I struggled to get through it, and I've not picked up the second book. Nice. Um, I was oh. forced to watch the movies, all of them, and about movie three is when I started to get into it. Um, but I'm not a fantasy fan in general. Yeah, yeah. you're a you're a Star Trek. Yeah, fan. it wouldn't be your cup of tea then. <laughs> No, no, I'm all about the Star Trek. We won't yeah. talk about how many costumes I have in the closet. <laughs> yes, we should. No, that that's awesome. <laughs> episode, maybe. A <laughs> future episode. How um, many? It'll be our cosplay episode. There we go. Oh, well, please I, invite I, me to that one. We'll can of worms that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Harry Potter, um, but when I uh, first read it, it was to prove that I would hate it. Um, cause I had heard all these people raving about it and I'm like, this is like, it's a kid's book. This can't be that good. And so I kind of read it resentfully. I didn't even read, I read the third book first cause it just happened to be around and I picked it up more or less to prove that, um, I wouldn't like it or I would find some flaw or some reason why people were raving about it. And then I couldn't put it down. It was so good. Uh, so after that, I ended up going and just buying all the books. Um, book five hadn't come out yet when I picked those up. And uh, and I just I read right through, couldn't stop, and, and became a fan of the series. Like, there's just something about how she tells stories. And even with the new The Fantastic Beasts movie, which she's writing oh. the screenplays for those, like her ability to just conjure up the right storytelling. Yeah, I she's... she's... Just- a master awesome. in my opinion i know that it's not a, a universally held thing but a lot of people seem to think so um it's it's yeah. interesting when a story like that can have such a, like a large cultural impact um and I, you know it's obviously not the first time that happened uh lord of the rings dune the wheel of time there's so many series that have had these like sweeping effects um yeah like like for me there what... was even a study done that said that um it was a study done of like kids who've read Harry Potter versus kids who haven't. And the reason that they were trying to see like the correlation was like kids who've read Harry Potter are actually more into activism than kids who haven't. Like it actually made a generation like more conscious of like doing things like that, which is really crazy. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what what inspired. Like, did, is there a book that you read, Craig, that like inspired you to write? This is going to sound a little bit strange, but my writing started as an abstract form of revenge, um, because in grade eight we had to write some stories for English class, and I worked so hard on them. And then the day I was ready to hand them in, the teacher said, "Oh, you don't have to hand them in; it's just for practice." And like, I was like one of those. I had a hundred percent in English. Like, I was hardcore. And I was so pissed off that I went home and I wrote, like, five sequels to my stories. And it just snowballed <laughs> from there. And that's how it started. It was revenge. I think I got my revenge by now. Well, what you write, like, hundreds of thousands of words a year now. So your revenge is, like, an ongoing yeah. campaign. I hope that teacher feels every word that I write. <laughs> You, you should just start sending yeah, I actually have, stories. I have a villain in my story who's named after uh, an English teacher that told me I couldn't write, so. It shows them. Get that revenge. Stick it to them. Yeah. 
so we've kind of gotten into like what inspires you. Um, but like what, uh, let's, 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 let's switch gears completely, uh, because I'm really good at hosting stuff and connecting topics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so like what, what, what are your, uh, like, like there's so many different writing social circles online. You mentioned that you're a part of MuggleNet, uh, which is, you know, the, the, the largest Harry Potter fan site, right? Uh, yeah. And I think we're, I think we're the oldest too. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put it past. I mean, you're, you're able to. J.K. Rowling knows who we are. I'm sure she does. Your I'm website's old enough to vote in the United fun. States. I think. Uh, what was that? Your website's old enough to vote in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We, it was really fun this past <laughs> October when we had our anniversary because we were 17. So we were of legal age in the wizarding world. It was Woo! great. Yeah, we can, we can now cast magic and went outside of school. It's pretty great. That's very, cool. that's very fancy. Um, but like, where, where else do you like to hang on online? What other writing, uh, what other writing affiliated networks are you connected? Oh goodness. Well, I mean, the default is Twitter. Like Twitter is just, uh, it's such like a wonderful, beautiful place, but also such a cesspool. And you really have to like pick your battles on there. Um, but I, I go to Twitter a lot because that's actually where I've met a lot of my writing friends. Because um, I'm a very active participant in NaNoWriMo. Um, and so a lot of NaNoWriMo people engage on the Twitterverse. So I'm on there a lot. I'm on Tumblr a lot. But other than MuggleNet, yeah, probably NaNoWriMo probably be the biggest... Um, probably the biggest place that I frequent as a writer, just because uh, the same year that I started writing that story, um, 2004, was actually the year I did my first NaNoWriMo. Um, NaNoWriMo every, yeah, every year except for 2012 since then. So this this November will be my, I love the community surrounding that because it's like, the people that are part of it are people who are just really, really excited about writing. And there are people who recognize that like, you know, it's writing sometimes can you can can't get yourself out of your own head. You just are trying so hard to be a perfectionist because you want it to be the best it can be that you will then sometimes never get something to paper. Uh, but the NaNoWriMo community is kind of the exact opposite of that. It's, you know, you can fix it later, but you can't fix it if you don't have something to fix. Um, like that community a lot. That's probably where I spend most of my time. Right on. Yeah. Uh, Nano is a really, really cool way for writers to meet each other um i have tried to to nano several times and i've never won uh so i've stopped making my goal to write fifty thousand words i've made my goal to uh like to write every day or uh you know to hit a word count that's below fifty thousand. and i think that's much more attainable for me because I, I i haven't really figured out uh how how to become a more consistent writer uh so yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of struggle with that. Do either of you guys nano, or are you just off of that off of that train? Uh, I try to nano. I do it every once in a well. I try to do it every year. I've completed it once, maybe. I don't know. For someone that writes uh, upwards of four hundred thousand words a year, I have really bad productivity during nano. Dude, that's crazy and awesome. I look up to you so much now. <laughs> that's that's my lifetime nano, is I've written about 400,000 words on nano in like 13 years. So <laughs> that's, that's but, but nano, they have, no, I mean, I know they have things that go on through the year, like they have a revision month, but is it just November when it's like, that's the hard 50,000 word output month and then the rest of the year is kind of 
the revision part of writing that novel you would have worked on? Yeah, the way that they usually structure it is so um, for a while there was something that would happen in April called Script Frenzy, and the prom the idea was that it would be like NaNoWriMo for screenwriters, um, but that ended a couple years ago and changed over to being called Camp NaNoWriMo. So now the three main events that they do each year are what I always call NaNoWriMo proper, which is, you know, November, the goal is 50,000. Um, you have to get to that goal in that month. But then in the months of April and July, they do Camp NaNoWriMo. And for that, it's the same idea, but you set your word goal. Um, so I think they have like, you have a minimum goal of, I think, 10,000 is what you can input on the site. Uh, but you can write anywhere, you know, upwards of that. I've had friends who've done 100,000. Um, I don't know how they do that or how their fingers are still attached to their hands. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool though, because it kind of like gives you, I I've tried nano, I've tried camp now, I think three times. Um, I tried it both times last year and in July of the year before that, and I didn't finish any of them. Um, I don't know if it's just something about the creative energy of November that actually gets me to finish. Um, I'm going to be doing it this year, uh, both camps and November. Um, but of all the times I've done the November one, I've, I've now finished it six years, completed it six years and not completed it six years and sat out one of them. So I have a 50% success rate. (laughs) Um, Elon, to get back to the question you asked us, I mean, I'll, uh, I've tried nano, actually a thousand roads started as a nano novel. Um, I think, I, I mean, I, I didn't reach the 50,000 word goal. I think I got to 20,000 or so in that month. But I ended up writing all the way through until August, and I had a 150,000 word draft and wow. didn't know what the heck to do with it. I spent a year trying to revise it, and then uh, that was when I switched to Blood Dawn. I put it away to write something different. Um, so I've come back to it, and I'm working through it again. Um, I found that like actually getting into Blood Dawn is when I got involved with Author Accelerator. They're the service that I use for my coaching. Yeah. And um, I, what I like about that is it's every week. It's kind of like weekly milestones. So for me, I find as long as I have some accountability and I'm moving forward, um, that's okay. I find if I don't have that, I just I kind of go into this wave mode where things happen when they happen and. And so that's one of the things about nano. I think it's this, there's a spirit to what that is. I think Elena, yeah, you mentioned it, it's like this momentum. positive accountability, you know, like yeah. you don't feel guilty. You feel motivated to reach those goals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always go into nano with really high hopes uh, and it never works out. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's hard when especially like if you aren't if you aren't friends with a lot of people that do it, I think it's a lot harder Um, because, I mean, that's really why, like, I stopped doing it for so long. Like those first couple years uh, that I did it, you know, my sister lived at home with me. And so her and I were constantly like talking to each other about it and encouraging each other. And then those late high school and all of college years where I didn't have any friends who were doing it were the years that I failed miserably in the one year I didn't even try. But then, you know, two years ago, I think it was, yeah, 20, yeah, 2014 was the year I got back to doing it. Um, And with that one, it was like, I got reinvolved with it online. I met a lot of people through Twitter. I had several friends from MuggleNet who were doing it. And so it kind of just totally changed the game and people I knew who were doing it, who could be supportive. Um, 
having that group of people around you who are constantly like, you'll beat yourself up and go, oh, I only got 200 words done today. And they'll be like, that's 200 words more than you had. Yeah. And that's yeah. the constant thing that I see with NaNoWriMo. It's, you know, everybody beats themselves up about their word count, but no one else will ever beat them up for it. They will lift them up. So I think that's why, you know, despite like, I just keep coming back to it because that positive reinforcement is just really helpful for me as a writer. Totally. So I want to uh-huh. switch gears again to your newest project uh, with some other authors that we're friends with. Can you tell us a little bit about uh-huh. IndiePen Inc.? Yes, I can. Um, so Independent Inc. is a, uh, a website started by myself, uh, Christine Brennicky or C. Brennicky, um, and Rebecca S. Lieber. Um, the three of us uh, met through a site called InkShares. Um, and, you know, we just kind of became really close friends. And, you know, we were looking at just like different things that we saw in the writing world and on blogs. And there were just certain things where like, you know, there's not a place where we can, you know, get all of these resource links in one place. And we just kind of took all of like the holes that we saw and things that were missing from different writing websites that we would frequent. And we're like, let's fill in those holes and make this writing community. Um, so, you know, it's it, our website says, you know, it's, we are a multiverse of writing resources um, and we're still new, but we have a lot of different things coming up. One of which is going to be uh, the researchatorium, which is going to have tons of different links for how to properly research, where you can find different sources for research. Because um, a lot of times, like, I feel creative writers, like they're so busy focusing on the creativity aspect. Um often like get a chance to learn how to research or know where they should go if they do need to do research. Um, so we're going to hopefully serve as that, but we also then have like some more, uh, you know, fun and creative kind of things. Like we have uh, one show that's a web show called drink ink <laughs> drunk and talk about books and nerdy stuff, uh, which are my two favorite things at the same time. Um, and then soon, uh, I'm not sure when the episode will be released, how close we'll be to releasing this podcast, uh, but I will actually be uh, hosting a podcast called uh, Story Slayers. And our tagline for that is slaying the patriarchy one story at a time. Um, so it's, <laughs> you know, about, yeah, it's about, you know, women writers and women characters and just women creators in general. Um, some of the episodes we have planned are one about, uh, you know, women in Hollywood, uh, one about like you know women in star wars so we're going to cover like a range of topics but it's really just kind of like our baby and our writing community which is why we released it on valentine's day so that was fun that's sweet yeah so that was a little rambly but yeah it's indie pen ink in a nutshell well right on folks that's a indie pen ink ink dot com right mm-hmm. yep indie pen ink dot com and for some of the some of the listeners who might be new, listening to this, having come from, um, I, I, I share a link from my blog. I'm actually going to put a graphic on the blog sidebar, so you can probably soon see that link there, clicking to independent. So, yeah, and you can find uh, one of the things we do currently have up on the site is we have a bookmark section. Um, which links to all kinds of different, you know, like friends projects that we have and stuff. You guys can find links to, you know, story perfect editing on there. You can find links to John's blog, my blog, other people's blogs. So it's, it's really just kind of going to be like a repository of lots of fun writerly stuff, whether that's informative or whether that's creative, it's just going to kind of be like a one-stop shop for all that. Well, that is wonderful. Um, 
I, I'm currently falling apart in a pile of tissues, and I apologize for the uh, oh. nasal quality of my voice, which is which it, which it has just assumed. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Not alone with that today. So. I will. Uh, I will subtract some of this from the final mix of the podcast episode. Uh, <laughs> do you do you have like a writing prompt? Or perhaps, like, is there is there a prompt or some kind of uh, exercise that you like to do, Elena, when you're when you're struggling, looking for something to write? <laughs> I can't believe I sound like this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna need you to do every podcast episode like that. Or well, I can I can probably um, arrange that. Oh God. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's say. Uh, this isn't quite a prompt, um, but it's actually something a friend suggested to me one time. And every so often, like this, it'll come back to me and it'll be like the most helpful thing that I can possibly do um, is when you're getting stuck with a scene, um, try to work through the scene backwards. Um, think about where you want the scene to end up and be like, OK, so I know that this person has to be at this point by the end of this. And when you do that and you kind of come to that point where you're like, okay, let me start at the end, you have to then think about like, well, what led to that end? Oh, well, they this has to happen before that happens. Okay, well, then once that happens, what needs to cause that? And they recommended this to me and the scene that I had been stuck on for two and a half days, I got through in about maybe an hour or two because I was like, oh, I was just looking at it from a totally different way. Um, so I that's a method I always recommend to people if they're looking for a new way to approach it. Um, and another thing I always think is a fun thing to try if you're getting stuck is try to write in a way that you normally don't. And what I mean by that is if you're a person who types, try to handwrite something. Or if you're a person who handwrites, try to type it. Very cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us for the next few episodes. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're excited to have you. you. And uh, tune in next week, listeners, for us to talk about... Uh, I believe we're talking about where we write. So uh, that's very exciting. We're really looking forward to that. And uh, join us next time. Thanks. <laughs>